Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 243. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road, the terrifying Andy. Yes, thank you. That's how I want to be described. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast. Now, Andy, we've got a lot of stuff to get into on uh, the Halloween week episode. Uh, we're going to start right off with, uh, I guess, old news now uh, from last week. Uh, Thursday night, I believe it was, there was a uh, big accident on the set of Rust, Alec Baldwin's new movie out in New Mexico, where the cinematographer died, in fact, and uh, the director was shot in the shoulder, too, uh, all from a prop gun. Yeah, this is just, it's a, it's an awful story. It's kind of like, it's got to be a nightmare for Alec Baldwin. Like, any you you killed someone, but you didn't want to kill someone, but you still did it. Like, how you have to deal with that. I mean, obviously it's a better position to be than the person who died in that person's family. So Alec Baldwin's not the ultimate victim in this, but that's just like where my first thought was like, there's that picture of him, like just it's like devastated. It's like, what a, what an awful feeling that you you have to deal with that. Uh, but yeah, just more, the more that's come out, it just seems like just a shitty production. Yeah. Uh, so they had already shut down earlier. I think even that day, um, about, you know, safety on set and, uh, some of this, you know, crews, uh, walked off and they brought in non brought on non-union, uh, folk to complete the job. And, uh, what I heard today was the, like the guy who was in charge of the, you know, the prop gun and whatnot had been fired off of the last set he was on for, uh, a gun discharging, uh, there. I also heard that there was like a fanny pack full of ammo. So they're taking, which also, I guess this, I mean, came to us as a surprise to me that they're using real guns for the, you know, realism. But why not just have something that looks very real, 3D printed or some bullshit and call it a day? I mean, if you're going to have some dweeb like, that's not a real gun. Look at me like, okay, well, what do you say about the Star Wars gun? That's clearly not real, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's, there's a lot of reasons why you'd want to use a real gun, but there's still alternatives. But I think probably just ease ease of, of use, like just that you don't have to worry about post-production, that kind of stuff. Although I think a lot of movies will have still do some post-production on guns. Like they said, like you want the, the muzzle flash. Well, sometimes you have to put that in, even though because yeah, the camera they, didn't they catch it. still touch it up a tick. Yeah, I mean, that's but, what it's there for. They they have it. Uh, I mean, it sounds like from this, like they wanted this cool scene of Alec Baldwin turning towards the camera and firing and catching that on camera. Um, it's like, OK, that's that's cool. But it obviously led to this this tragedy. Uh, I think some places will now reconsider what they're doing. Uh, but I think there's probably just better productions. Like I think like uh, John Wick. I think they're using all real weapons and everything, but like Keanu Reeves knows everything about all the weapons and yeah. the people are just better. Like the other, they're the using other, real uh, bullets there too. And they know it. He dodges them. He knows how to dodge yeah. them. He learned uh, by the computer to taught him everything. Uh, the other the other thing I saw with this, uh, was the second assistant director. That was the guy that was responsible. They say, or the, the, yeah. the kind of blaming. 
Dave also, Hall or something. He worked on a, a Hulu show uh, and it had a Creed from The Office in it. And he ended up, Creed ended up getting hit in the eye with some projectile. It's like, you almost killed Creed. Oh my like, God. How is this guy still working? Uh, that's. I, he's just, he's got to just be, you know, charismatic. If he's bad at his job, people want no, him around like, still. He's charismatic. The quotes, the quotes are like, this guy's an asshole, anyways. Like, He's probably just cheap and you need people. And that, that seems to be the thing. Like the other problems of this movie have just been cheapening stuff. And it's like, well, you know, we got to stretch the budget. Uh, if Alec Baldwin's your lead in a movie, like at this point in his career, that means it's probably not a big budget movie. And that's like, I still like Alec Baldwin's work, but that's, let's be honest. He's not a leading man anymore. He was fourth build and it's complicated. <laughs> Which was 15 years ago. Uh, so. so I think, I think that's, I think that's my point. Uh, so this wasn't this wasn't like a big time movie. This wasn't John Wick or a Marvel movie or something. So just a little you cut corners. And and I think the other crazy part about the story is how the, the union was ready to strike yeah. last week. Two That's the final destination stuff. Because they were, were saying like we're cutting corners. Things are unsafe. It's not just uh, like guns that are unsafe. There's, you know, productions have fires and stuff like that. And just like. Yeah, and People I get cutting hurt. corners by moving out of uh, bullshit California to New Mexico where they pay pay you to film there, but why would you cut corners on safety things? Yeah, we're just... They cut corners by hiring a guy who clearly wasn't good at what he's doing, so uh, I don't know. I think they said they have, there's a gun master on set during these things who's like responsible for all the guns. Uh, was it that person's mistake? But it's like, oh, it's there's multiple failures down their line that this guy should not have been like, here, here, Alec, this gun's cool to use without making sure it was. So that's uh, a scene in uh, one of the Chucky movies where they they're at like a ROTC kind of a camp and they're going to have paintball yeah. wars, but he puts bullets in them instead of paintball gun bullets because that would work. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it, yeah, it's exactly like that. Um, but yeah, just it sucks. It sucks that you, for the person who died, you're going to work and you're doing a good job. Like it looked like she was still early in her career. This was a a big movie for her, and people liked working with her. And it just it's gone. Yeah, awful. It's, it's not it's not a random accident. It was because of someone fucking up. It's like. Yeah, it's gross negligence. Yeah. I don't think we'd ever really see anything like this since, you know, Brandon Lee, but way back in the day. Yeah, but there, ha- there has been other uh, deaths on set or injuries and stuff, things falling. And like there's yeah, a famous one with a train accident. Yeah, but yeah, like a-, a gun just seems so easy to avoid those issues. Well, the stuff about how like, well, this guy was on other movies where guns misfired, like, I think if that happens once, you're like, fuck, you're blacklisted. We're, you should. We're be. not allowing this to happen again. You yeah. can work on craft food services. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Well, now yeah, awful. Uh, I don't imagine that movie goes on, but who knows? Yeah, and that's. I mean, I guess that's too bad that also the the work that she did is wasted too. So. Yeah, and I the don't, other yeah, people I don't know that are in do. that movie that you know aren't as big of you know stars or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. All right, Andy, you want to talk about Ryan Gosling? Yeah, I've got two pieces of news for Ryan Gosling. Uh, So number one, he's been cast as 
Ken in the Barbie movie. So I don't know if you knew they were making a Barbie movie. With, I'd heard, yeah. Yeah, with Margot Robbie, which uh, probably could be good. I'm sure it's not going to be like just, a oh, she's a Barbie. It's going to be some some weird premise. Uh, well, yeah, she wants to yeah. be, you know, more. Yeah, and especially if now real or something. Ryan Gosling is on board. I think there's going to be a weird movie. So uh, that's that's great. He's he's one of our more interesting actors and in that he's like, I think Ken is a perfect character and that like, it's like, oh, Ryan Gosling, he's so good looking, except every movie he does, he doesn't want to be good looking. You know, he wants to be a weirdo. Yeah. He's uh, versatile. Asshole. Yeah, it's like, so. uh, what is it called? The House Beyond the Pines or something? The Place Beyond the Pines. That yes. one. That's it's all tatted up. He drives a motorcycle in a, or a dirt bike in a circle on a cage. Well, are you ready for news story number two for Ryan Gosling? Is it the place beyond the pines part two? <laughs> no, but it's uh, close. So he wow. is uh, he is set to star in a, a, a Wolfman movie. So if you remember back like a few years ago, they did like that mummy with Tom Cruise. And they're like, we're going to remake all the. Oh, yeah. They're they going to, you know, rehash yeah. all that like Marvel style. And it all fell apart. But they still had some of these movies that they wanted to do. So like they did. They did the Invisible Man a couple years back. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, well, they're set to do. Uh, a new Wolfman with the same director of, of the Invisible Man, but uh, he ended up having to drop out. And uh, instead, uh, Derek Cianfrance, I don't know, how, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, uh, but he is joined and he is the the writer director of Blue Valentine and Place Beyond the Pines, two uh, Ryan Gosling movies that were both very good. So those guys, they work well together. They've made two good movies at least. So uh, I'm excited about that. I don't know what. <laughs> The Wolfman will be, but I'll, I'll I'll put my trust in these guys here. So, hmm. and All then right. at the end, Tom Cruise can fight them as a mummy. Yeah, it's a win-win. All right, uh, I wrote well. Corrected to fine sequel. I'm uh, uh, going to assume that means Dune sequel. Yes, just today it's now finally been confirmed that they will make Dune Part Two because Dune that that's out now is really dune part one and they don't that's not in the title but it is in the title screen of the movie uh which so i guess it's nice to not throw people off they're like hey this is not finished uh so uh, that would really suck if they never made dune part two and all these people went to go watch dune but i think it did well enough at the box office and they are like all right we're gonna do it so it's supposed to come out 2023 and film uh spring of 2022 is when they said they're, they're all ready so it's a lot of people in the cast, and I think they must have had this all planned out. We're just waiting on if the numbers were good enough. I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. It, it's happening. so Very exciting. And I am very excited. I will be seeing it tomorrow night at the Spectrum. Well, fancy that. So I did my research, and there was like a tweet from their account. They're like, absolutely go see it in IMAX. And they were showing like, we filmed it this way. This is how it's supposed to be seen. It'll still look good elsewhere, but like they showed the like this is the difference. It's like all right, you sold me. So yeah, all right. Well, enjoy your icy uh, as you watch that for me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Brendan Fraser's in a new movie. Yeah, the Brendan Fraser revival is continuing. Um, Love it. He's. I know he's going to be in the next Darren Aronofsky movie. So I, when we see a trailer for that, I'm sure I'll. I'll be thrilled about it, but uh, the, the latest news, he's going to be the main villain in the Batgirl movie coming to HBO Max next year. Uh, he'll be playing the villain Firefly, who is 
I guess it's just Mr. Freeze, but with a flamethrower instead of an ice gun. Cool. Um, Does he have the uh, weird accent? I don't know. I don't know if the character has an accent. Uh, there was a name for the character other than Firefly. I forgot at this point, but Garfield uh, Linz. Yep, you think you got it. Yeah, so you better have an accent. Uh, <laughs> definitely a lesser known Batman villain. They weren't going to use a, a high profile one for the Batgirl movie, mm-hmm. but I'm 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 happy that it's Brendan Fraser. That's that's great. Yeah, Just that's great. Keep letting him do weird things like he's. We're never going to see a return to the mummy, like that action star version of him. But just, yeah, keep doing it. Keep doing weird things. Maybe we'll get an Encino Man sequel. I don't know. That'd be killer. <laughs> Where are they now? Or something? Yeah, get them all up back. Polly Shore and Sean Astin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Bill Murray is coming to an un, uh, unlikely place. Yeah, I think... I, how much can you trust Bill Murray is, is the real answer, but, uh, or the real question. Uh, but in an interview, I guess he's doing a little bit of press for Ghostbusters, most likely. Uh, he let it slip that he is in a Marvel movie. Uh, he said, like, yeah, I just did a Marvel movie with, uh, and he mentioned that he did the movie with uh, a guy who did that cheerleading movie that he thought was really good. So he, uh, wanted, he's like interested in doing it. So, uh, the Ant Man director, made bring it on back back in the day. So he must be referring to the third Ant-Man movie, which is set to come out in 2023, but I guess has already done a little bit of filming. So uh, usually Marvel doesn't want people. They want to surprise you. They want to have some Disney bullshit event and like, look, Bill Murray. Bill Murray's just like, I'll just go talk to a local newspaper and say I was hanging out with Marvel people or something. Yeah, that was the (laughs) event. So, uh, yeah, no, no confirmation for real, but why would he be making it up? I think yeah, that's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. And like he said, like I have no interest in Marvel movies or acting in them, but Hey, I went one. I didn't mind making a, being in a movie that this guy was doing. So I did it. It's like, I think that'll be a really fun superhero for him to be. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is <laughs> he's it's Paul Rudd is in the movie and Paul Rudd is the star of the new Ghostbusters. So I don't know if there's Bill any- Murray will be like his dad or something. Who is yeah. also able to shrink. And I'm sure he will not have give any effort to the role at all. And will just be almost making fun of it by being in it. Yeah. But everyone will be like, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. So, mm-hmm. uh, Well, I, I uh, hope the uh, the home that buys it, like Bill Murray's probably gonna get like $10 million for doing this. So I hope yeah. he buys a nice home. I look forward to uh, hearing more about that. Yeah. All right, uh, there's some news, I think at least, so it's news to me, on the uh, Dexter front. It will be premiering on Showtime November 7th. I did hear a audio commercial for it. Like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's some trailers on the web for it. Yeah. So I might actually keep Showtime or one of those things where I bring it back. I have a free month trial on it right now. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know when it ends. Probably, I think it was supposed to be a shorter thing. Yeah, it's probably six or seven episodes would be my guess too. I I don't even honestly know. All right, we've got a couple of trailers, Andy. Uh, Michael Bay ambulance movie. Yeah, that's a, just a good way to describe it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Michael Bay is is such a, I have such a love hate relationship. Like I appreciate some of the stuff he does. I was so out on that last movie he did for Netflix. And it's like oh god, 
but this one is also going to be for Netflix, but it looks it's stripped down. Uh, it's it's got Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, the uh, most popular actor of all time right now. Uh, I I don't know if I've ever heard his name out loud though. So uh, let me. You want to try? <laughs> Do you have it up? Gee whiz, uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. I hope that's that sounds sounds right to me. But yeah, he is. He's in like everything right now. He's in uh, Aquaman and Aquaman 2. He's in Candyman. He was in The Watchmen, uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. Like uh, He's played Morpheus in the new Matrix movie. Which So literally everything you've mentioned, I haven't seen. Oh, he is the blue man. Yes. Okay, so that's hilarious. Uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan, right? Yes. My dad made a joke, said he was going to be there for Halloween. But it's like, yeah, he's he's having a, a nice run right now. Uh, and he's going to be in this movie along with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, bank robbery gone wrong. And they ended up, uh, they take an ambulance with someone aboard uh, is to try to escape. Uh, so I'm sure the bank robbery scene is going to be incredible. I trust Michael Bay on these action sequences. Uh, and I trust Jake Gyllenhaal and, and this guy as well that they'll have some good drama just between the two of them. So uh, maybe this will be a good, really good Michael Bay movie. Yeah, or maybe possible. not. <laughs> Anything uh, is possible, I suppose. Yeah, but it's coming coming uh, next year, February 2022. So exciting. Yeah. All right. Uh, tell us about the Uncharted movie. Uh, also coming next year. I think I think March 2022. Uh, less excited, I will say. Yeah. Uh, I've been following this movie for a while. I love the Uncharted series of video games. I think it's like the best. Uh, like achievement in storytelling for a game up up to that point when those games were released like they, they were like movies they obviously they're very much a, like a ripoff of indiana jones but set in like modern day of you know a treasure hunter going and he's there's traps and there's bad guys and all this stuff and it's uh but it, it was so fun and the characters were so great and sony is like well why don't we make this into a movie if it's already a movie uh it's been in production so long that mark Wahlberg was originally attached to star in it and uh, he is now actually going to be playing the older mentor character in the movie to uh, Tom Holland's Nathan Drake. Uh, but we finally got the trailer for it, and it just kind of looked dull, like not that interesting. Uh, they have a couple action sequences pulled straight from the game. But I don't know. Do I do I care? I will see this at some point, but it just kind of seems like not like a big deal. Like, it just okay. seems like a movie made for FX. Yeah, or or this would be one of the Netflix straight to Netflix action movies, and she's like, "Oh, okay, it's 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 fine." Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So yeah. maybe maybe it's just the trailer does doesn't work. Uh, it's yeah. also like awkward in that Tom Holland is so strange in that he, I think he's twenty five at this point, but he's still playing teenage Spider Man. That's like the role anyone knows him for, uh, and it looks like he's like supposed to be in his twenties in this, and I just I just don't buy it. Just make him make him 19, make him 20 even. But there's like a scene where he's like bartending. So it's like, well, he must be like 20 something then. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't buy him as a 24 year old. And I guess that's not his fault. But he's just a boy. Yeah. To glue some hair on his face or something. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think that'll ever look good. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. All right. Well, I'm sure someone somewhere is excited for that movie. It's not me. You ready to look at some box office numbers, Andy? Yeah. 
All right. So Dune, which is also available on HBO Max, keep in mind, at $41 million in its uh, opening weekend. Followed up Halloween Kills at 14 and a half. Another pretty uh, solid weekend for them in week, week two, I believe. No Time to Die, 12.2. Not as good. I still want to see that. Uh, Venom coming in at 9.3. Ron's Gone Wrong, 7.3. And Adam Stanley 2 at 4.5. Yeah, I think uh, HBO did confirm this is the the best return for any of the movies they put out on HBO Max simultaneously. So uh, it didn't it didn't kill the box office for them. Um, yeah, they're gonna get your uh, you know fourteen fifty uh, tomorrow. Oh, twenty three bucks. <laughs> Jesus, fourteen fifty is like cheap is like a cheap uh, movie theater. It's like eighteen dollars normally, but you pay a little extra for that IMAX. But oh, um, I I think yeah, actually, mine's around fourteen bucks. Yeah, I was looking at like theaters around here. Like it's bad. Huh. Although uh, Century there in Orange is still five dollars before. Two o'clock on the weekends. Pretty good. You cannot beat that. Or no, mm-hmm. six six dollars, but still. That's still amazing. Popcorn yeah. is probably eight bucks. I think around there, but yeah. But yeah, I mean it's 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 not bad. Yeah, and Halloween's gotta be a good surprise. I mean, that's they already knew they were making a sequel to that, but yeah, and they're not gonna make I mean we'll see what it does this weekend, but then come November, just take it out of the theater. <laughs> No, they, you'll be surprised. No, you got to start putting in like Jingle All the Way too, and uh, you know, just airing old movies that are fun. Yeah, is there Even is there though, like a Christmas movie coming out? Like, I mean, we got that Home Alone thing, but that's like a that's Disney Plus. That's Home Sweet Home Alone, Andy. Uh, I don't know. We'll get there, I think. Uh, but nothing this weekend. Yeah, we still got Halloween on our mind. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, two spooky movies coming out this weekend. Are we talking about what's coming out this weekend? I don't have that down. I'll just I'll just say it right now. I just know it. Antlers and Last Night in Soho are coming out. So yeah, I want to see both of those movies. They both look spooky. But like you said, you gotta gotta do it in two days. Yeah. Good luck. Got to rush. Or else so. it's gonna spoil your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get into what we have been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com head to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed this thing works with your dog's current collar or harness so there's no need to upgrade that stuff unless you need to and uh, for a limited time plug in promo code tony that is t-o-n-y at checkout and they're going to give you 65 percent off one of the greatest dog leashes you've ever seen. Uh, you know how your hands get stuck trying to clip that thing on metal. It's annoying. It's cold. If you're somewhere that gets cold and uh, yeah, clipless leash uh, takes care of all of those things for you because it's the easiest dog leash. You didn't know you needed. So head to the clipless plug in promo code, Tony for 65% off the dog leash you've been waiting for. That was a good one. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? I've got three. I've got one. All right. Well, I've got two TV shows I can do. All right. Let's hear them. All right. Well, first off, uh, I did finish The Sopranos. So this, uh, The season or the movie? The whole... The, the series, I mean. The series. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I watched the movie a few weeks ago. Uh, Put your mind to it, Andy. You can accomplish anything. Yeah, I should have watched the whole series before watching the movie, uh, but... 
275 hours. It's not. I think it's 86 <laughs> episodes. Uh, and I think I did it over. I think I started in August. Okay. So it wasn't, wasn't, I wasn't like sitting there watching episode after episode. I would. Is that you why know, you were wearing a athletic suit the other yeah, day? Definitely. <laughs> I usually carry deli meat in my pockets at all times. Track pants and old Nikes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how much there is to even say about the show anymore. It's been talked about so long. It is, it's brilliant and especially brilliant for its time that I don't know if it is the greatest show of all time, but you have to then factor in, oh wait, all the shows that might be competitors like came after it. Like you don't have Breaking Bad without Sopranos. Like it doesn't make sense. You have to remember it's like this show was over before Obama was president. It was it was a long time ago. And I think it perfectly represented the Iraq war era, I guess, of of our country. Oh, yeah. Um, but just yeah, just they're all terrible people. And that's that's so interesting that they they build characters that uh, they're all bad in their own way. They're all but they're all I guess, sympathetic, you could say. Um, they all have their own problems, but it's like, then they do something so shitty. And you're like, oh, yeah, fuck these guys. <laughs> I guess that's the, the magic of the show there. Um, yeah, it's different. It's out of the ordinary. Yeah, and I think that's kind for of the a, average human. Yeah, They're, the struggle was that so many of them think, well, this is this is an honorable life. They think of themselves as like knights versus no, you're just assholes that are stealing from people. Yeah. All right. Well, the other thing is uh, also HBO, one of their one of the old HBO shows as well, uh, came back. Curvy Enthusiasm season I ha- 11. I'm, I think I'm watching it tonight. Yeah. So this is I think that aired. It originally aired in 2000. Uh, so 21 years later, we're on season 11. We, we did it. Uh, so I think it's been two years since it's been off, which actually isn't bad that it's no been taking years and years break uh, but i i had forgot oh it was come back and i just saw something like oh that came back yesterday so yeah i put it on last night uh still very enjoyable i like that they oh yeah they, they moved past covid uh good it's, it's nice but they reference it it still happened uh albert brooks is in the episode it's, oh that's good terrific. one of his one of his old time new york friends so uh, that's always one of the, the better parts of curve is just a the random people that'll show up. Yeah. That's um, such a fun show. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad it's back, but also to tie it back into uh, the Sopranos. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, there was a scene where uh, junior was watching Kirby enthusiasm and he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? They sh- that's me. Why is, why am I on TV? It's like, <laughs> that was when he was starting to lose his, his mind there. But it's pretty like, good. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, Oh, you're right. You, you do look the same. <laughs> But yeah, so season 11. Very nice. All right. Well, I watched on uh, Showtime from uh, 1963, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. I hadn't seen this in at least a decade, probably longer. And uh, felt like watching it. Again, it's on Showtime. Uh, it's great. I mean, it's obviously an old movie. And so anyone who, you know, is addicted to their phone probably can't handle it just because 
things moved slower back there back then in storytelling when you went to watch a movie that was your outing you were you know you were there you regardless of what it was and so like i'm sure you've seen this andy they, things just move slower like the bird attacks don't didn't even happen until like an hour and a half into the movie that's two hours long um there's character development and it's just slower moving that's just what older movies were like so i think if you can't if you have a very slow uh, short attention span you're not going to like this movie whatsoever but if you can get past that it's fun uh and it's something to think about there's a shit ton of birds you imagine these things Mm -hmm. just went psycho killer on us yeah i i wondered there's probably movies that did this before but just like that Simple premise of just accepting like, wow, there's so many animals out there that if they ever wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, we can't do shit. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was fun. I really liked reading the, uh, you know, trivia about it. Um, just fun, different things. You know, Hitchcock is one of the, the best of all time. Um, one thing right here that was interesting. So they claim that the seagulls, because it's not, it's a, I for some reason thought it was only crows in this movie. There's a bunch of different, there's like sparrows mm-hmm. there's seagulls, there's crows, but they claim that the seagulls were fed a mixture of wheat and whiskey. And it was the only way to get them to stand around so much. <laughs> okay. I don't <laughs> think you could do that today. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's entertaining. It's a, you know, kind of a spooky movie. So that's why I, uh, I greenlit it. And uh, yeah, it's on showtime at the moment. Yeah, it's definitely a movie I've seen a bunch when I was younger. And it was like, I guess you don't have a concept of like, what's an older movie, especially because that's in color. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Is that is it? It's the same as a modern movie, I guess. But but yeah, it's like. Perfect amount of spookiness for a kid. And it's still very unsettling, but it's not going to like give kids nightmares, you know? Yeah. yeah. At least I don't think there probably is some kids that are afraid of birds forever now. I'm afraid of getting pooped on by the birds. <laughs> yeah. What's your last one, Andy? Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I, I went out. Oh, wow. Took advantage of that $6. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I went to see a movie finally, and uh, it is everything I wanted out of the Venom sequel that I, I talked about, the, my rewatch of it a couple weeks ago, and how it's like, well, it's such a silly premise, and it's at its best when it's just being weird and just like are dealing with the fact that a guy has an alien that he can't control like in his body. Uh, and this, this movie is for the most part is venom and Eddie Brock just fighting with each other over stupid arguments. And, and it's, so it's like some people describe it as a romantic comedy it, where it's like, all right, they're, they're fighting with each other. Now they don't like each other, but they have to, they have to reconcile in order to, to defeat the bad guy. And it's, it's just really, it's just a really silly movie. It's so different than, the Marvel movies that it's like hilarious that they're it's still technically a Marvel movie and has the Marvel thing come up in the front. It's like, it's it's just like, no, there's nothing serious about it. Woody Harrelson is a serial killer. It's like, yeah, no, he could play that role. He's done it before. Uh, No. Yeah. (laughs) And it just, it's so dumb. Like the, you could say the dialogue is terrible and, and anyone who's like reviewing this movie and thinks they're clever and be like, the dialogue is terrible. It's like, yeah, they don't care. That's not the point. Like, you can't you're not you can't criticize the film for something it wasn't trying to do it's not it is what it is it is a stupid premise that lets has fun with the stupid premise so 
Yeah, uh, I still want to see it. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. It it heightens the stuff that I thought was good, and doesn't focus too much on trying to develop a plot. It's ninety minutes. It it just it just goes. It just like all right, here's the premise. We're gonna go with it. Uh, why waste time? Like Venom goes to a rave. Oh boy. And it's just like, yep, yeah, I'm all for it. Like this is this is incredibly stupid, but yeah, like just do stupid shit like this. Yeah, give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah, but I think for people who are like, oh, I just watched uh, Shang Chi and I like how Marvel movies are all serious, and it's like, no, this is not this is not that. So don't expect that in any way. Yeah, they have range. Yeah. So that's where it's like, I recommend it if you know what you're getting into. But if you hated Venom, the first Venom, then, then you're not. Well, gonna yeah, like if you hated it, why would you see the second one? Uh, you know, people are. This Spoiled one technically. Out. We have to see it. This one technically got better reviews. I think this is in the 60s while well, the first one was in the 30s. Whoa. So maybe it's like, I didn't like the first one, but this is better. And it's like, well, this is a better movie because it does the weird stuff better, which is what I want. Fair we've enough. Got, we've got all kinds of serious superhero movies coming. You know? Yeah, exactly. This is kind of, you know, the way of the Deadpool movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think that's a good comparison because this is Tom Hardy's movie as well. Like he is credited as for writing the story. The screenwriter is his friend. So it's like it's huh. he picked Andy Serkis to be the director. It's like pretty clear after that first movie. They're like, all right, you do what you want. Because like, I don't know if we get it, but you get it. So Tom Hardy is weird. Yeah, he likes to hide his face. Yeah, uh, but there are so many moments in this movie where it's just like, uh, okay, Venom voice is, sounds kind of like uh, Bane here. Oh, really? Like there, there, there was like a there's this. I'm expecting Venom at some point to be like, "Do you feel you're in charge?" It's like, and he was born in the dark. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. It's good. All right, very fun. All right, anything else to add? No, that's it. Now we'll have a spooktacular Halloween off-road, Andy. Uh, you've been and uh, listeners, uh, you've been listening to episode two hundred and forty-three of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me we had off-road ghoul Andy. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later.